0: The Mike Martin Jr. era at Florida State is officially over. This is Sunday. Gold, Dario Masuti and Brett Nevitt, and Florida State has decided to go in a new direction with its baseball coach, and uh, man, uh, I think, uh, Brett, you and I are both, I think, a little stunned that, that it happened. Uh, certainly, uh, you and I both believe that based on performance alone that it was warranted. It was definitely up for discussion, and uh, I think... In the end, Athletic Director Michael Alford decided that because of the standards that this program has built upon itself over the years with great historic tradition that Mike Martin Jr. and his staff were not meeting that. Um, and especially you go to a couple regionals back-to-back years and uh, you don't make it out of even to the to the championship round of that regional. It uh, has to sting a bit. But your initial thoughts on uh, Mike Martin Jr. being fired.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was quite a whirlwind when it went down. I mean, it, it. I think for both of us, it went down a little quicker than we even thought it was going to. You know, really started to hear some real things Thursday night and, you know, Friday morning. and um, But, I mean, it just, the second it happened, it was almost like, it, it was kind of a sign to me that this is, you know, Alfred's pretty serious about baseball right now and where he wants to go with this program. And he didn't feel like the program was in a place to take steps forward. Um, you know, I just think there was a very negative feel around the program and things just, it, it wasn't a great environment at the time when it didn't feel like an environment that was promising something that was going to just improve out of nowhere. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, I think there are some other factors to it, you know, some, you know, there are already some FSU players that entered the portal. There were some other ones that, you know, some others thinking about it. There were, you know, kids that, our key players and kids that, um, you know, are crucial to the program. And at a certain point, it was, I think it was a lot of it was about player happiness and, and the player environment culture in the locker room and what that's going to be like moving forward.
0: Yeah. you know, I think throughout the week we had heard about some families that weren't happy with the way that the direction of the program was going. And, um, in the end, you know, it is about the players, right? They always say that the program is about the players and, uh, Michael Alford has been a, a player's athletic director since he stepped foot. He has the open door policy, and um, his wife makes cookies, home baked cookies, for them to go in and, and talk to the athletic director and, and to enjoy. And um, I know Alford wanted to hear from some of these players, and, and I believe this week there were some meetings had, and um, in the end, Florida State decided that for the for the progression of where it wants its baseball program to go, for the incredibly high standards that are set, making a regional isn't the bare minimum, right? That's not even the bare minimum at Florida State. The bare minimum at Florida State is hosting regionals. That's just what you've set. And so I think Alford saw that. Um, we've talked about it. He came on our podcast uh, to start the year, and he played college baseball at Mississippi State, at UAB. Uh, he's a guy who, who loves the game deeply. And uh, in the end, it's up to him to, to make that decision. Um, and I think going forward, now Florida State looks for a, a head coach that will implement a good culture at Florida State too.
1: Yeah, I think it was mostly just a a proactive move of, you know, the last two years and, you know, the short first year was, you know, it was all very inconsistent. And many of the issues were still the same, even though major differences in rosters and the players on those rosters. And, you know, I think we had talked about, the two of us, just do we think anything's going to be different in year four? Is is something going to improve the things that aren't being done well, are those things going to improve? Do we have any reason to believe that? And I think the answer was no. And that's just been kind of what the program is the last few years, the last, you know, five years or so. And it's just, it's a stale spot to be in. And I think it was just, it's time. It needs to be revived a little bit and just given a, a different, you know, perspective on things, I guess.
0: Yeah. I mean, Brent, you've, since you've started covering Florida State baseball, they haven't made it out of a regional all right and and you haven't been able to see the the standard that was set and a lot of these fans I go back to just the passion that the people at Hauser have when you go to a road regional and I think we've now gone to three straight road regionals that I remember and the number of fans that have traveled from Tallahassee to come support the boys has been both of us have just kind of been taken aback just the love that they have. The animals of Section B, you know, always a hat tip to them. They, they really are the ringleaders. But there's a lot of people that love this program. And the expectations for them are not just to make it to Omaha, because you've done that numerous times. It's to win a national championship. And, and when you're that far away from being in the national conversation, I think a move is, is always possible. And, and, all, and, you know, you got to give credit to Alford. That couldn't have been an easy decision for him to have to make, especially with 11 and and the legacy of the Martins. And um, in the end, right, like Meat did love Florida State. And, And I do think he understood the expectations of the program. He told us, in the press conference, that Florida State will always have an incredibly high standard. That is just what we've built. And Meat was a part of building that with his father as a player, as an assistant coach. And um, he he deserves a lot of praise for being able to lift Florida State to that level. But ultimately, now we move forward. Um, and it should be an exciting time this summer as, as the Noles look for a new coach.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, obviously, anytime that any head coach gets fired, there's a lot of people affected by it. But a situation like this where Meat's been here for so long and that family has had such an effect and is a part of the blood of the Florida state baseball program. It's going to impact a lot of people in Tallahassee, but, um, you know, I think another big thing for Alfred, you know, just from, you know, the conversation we had in the preseason and, you know, I, I would always see him around practices around the team a lot in, in preseason. You know, I think he thought that, I think he had really big, big expectations for this year's team and, you know, he kind of knew from just the looks of it that there were a lot of good players there and, by the end of the year it just looked like it, it had progressed in the wrong way, the team. It felt like you know from where we started in January of preseason to where we were in June, it was just it was a whole different feel of the program it felt like and um, it just it, like it just needed a new fresh a breath of air. It's just a new breath of fresh air and like you said, I think it's going to be exciting for someone new to get in here and just start to put their their, their mark on the program. Um, but you know, there's going to be a lot of changes moving forward and a lot of things for us to cover this summer.
0: I think both of us want to thank, you know, Mike Martin Jr. Um, that entire staff, right. Mike Metcalf and Jimmy Bellinger and, and really everybody who went into Florida State baseball, um, the past three years, uh, they've been great to us, right? Like they've, they've treated us with nothing but respect and they've made us feel fam- like family at times. And, um, I know Brett has covered this team better than anyone over the last couple of years. And I know that staff really respected the work that Brett did and being able to call games, you know, myself uh, for them. It was uh, an honor. And I, get, I hope, you know, both of us get to continue to do that in our roles going forward with the new coach. And uh, obviously, Brett, you'll you'll be covering this thing front to back. Um, and I, I don't think anybody will have more accurate and faster info than you will. But um, man, it's it's it was unexpected, I think. I didn't actually think that they would do it. Um, I knew it was possible, but to finally get those calls, you know, the text late last night that it, that it could be going down today, and then to actually hear it happen, um, man, it's just one of those moments. And um, now we look forward to what's next. And, Brett, when we look forward to what's next, uh, what are things that you need to see out of the new head coach before we even talk about potential candidate names.
1: Yeah, first off, just to echo what you said about the coaching staff, and, I mean, they've let me cover the program as closely as anyone ever has anywhere in college baseball for the last three years, and I couldn't appreciate them anymore for that and, and everything that they've ever done for me. Um, what was the second point you were making?
0: What do you want to see oh, yes. going forward before we even yeah. talk about
1: Yeah, I just, you know, we need to see someone that, You know, fundamentals need to improve, obviously. I think there needs to be a more modern approach to the the hitting um, philosophy. Um, There just hasn't been many kids that have come into Florida State's hitting system in recent years and kind of gotten better in it and performed at their highest level in it. just seems that a lot of times that we weren't getting the most out of players for some reason. Um, So I think that's a big thing. And, you know, just need to see, you know, more consistent energy from FSU on a day-to-day basis I think there were a lot of times where we questioned if the team really wanted to be there really you know was playing you know for their coach If, if they looked like you know sometimes it just looked like there weren't many things going on in the dugout it was just pretty you know we're here to just do our thing and not really have much passion for it but um you know I just think everything needs to be Improves a little bit from a lot of different areas, but more so than anything, just the fundamentals and and, and the hitting approach, I think, just need to get – they need to be improved and have a lot of work done to them.
0: Yeah, you know, I'll go uh, more macro. I like that you broke it down pretty specifically, but agreeing with you on the fundamentals aspect, uh, agreeing with you on the culture, and and seeing – you know, we saw Virginia Tech with – the the sledgehammer and and we've seen other schools kind of have home run celebrations and just the energy that they play with and you know we don't necessarily have to go that far but I do want to see a a boost of energy in that dugout because you got to have fun playing the game and I look over at softball and what Lonnie's been able to build and her ladies are having the time of their life every single time that they step on the diamond right and and, and into the into the field so um, I would love to see the culture improve but Bigger picture, facilities-wise, I would hope a coach comes in that's going to demand Florida State move into the modern era with facilities, right? Like, whoever it is needs to demand upgrades in the stadium, upgrades with, you know, player development. Um, That has to happen. Fan experience. It's a college baseball fan base that we've already talked about loves the Knowles. This is like a top ten fan interest in terms of fan interest, uh, a college baseball destination. So I would like to see, and that's part of it's on Alford, and he's, he's mentioned to us that he has plans, right, on our podcast, that he wants to improve game day and the facilities. But you need the new coach to kind of demand that when he gets here and say that's part of the expectation for me. Um, I'd like to see FSU baseball uh, improve its approach too. You know, like you said, can we get to where this team is hitting home runs? I would love to see that. The game now is about home runs and speed. Uh, Can we see Florida State's offensive approach do that? Do we have pitchers that can come in? And I thought, you know, Belly did a great job, and it was one of the areas I do believe Meat understood well was you need some power arms to get into this program um, to be able to pitch at a high level. Uh, I'd like to see more of that. So, um, yeah, those are my few things. And and I also want to see someone who comes in and has the same passion for Florida State that... 11 and meat had that this fan base has. Um, And we'll talk about some candidates obviously that we think fit the mold.
1: Yeah. And I just, there's, for me, there's one other thing, I think more so than anything, and it's just, you know, let players go out and be themselves on an everyday basis and everything they do. And, you know, let players play to their strengths and let them be comfortable in what they're doing. And, um, you know, you know, sometimes less is more, I think. Um, in certain situations, obviously, you know, some guys need more coaching up than others, but, um, there's kids on this team that I think can play with more passion, um, and kind of be themselves more and have fun in the game and, you know, just play loose around on the field on an everyday basis. Cause sometimes it just doesn't feel like FSU was, was, was playing with, you know, the loose, just we're having fun playing baseball feeling. You, you didn't feel that much this year. I didn't feel like.
0: Right. All right, candidate-wise, I know we've had some questions on who Florida State goes with from here, and obviously that's the biggest question. Um, Brett, who are some names that, that you think make sense?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, Link Jarrett's number one, and that's the one that's always going to swirl around when, when FSU is in the mix looking for a head baseball coach now, and that's, you know, the number one guy that everyone always mentions. And, you know, I think – you know, there's definitely going to be contact made there and there's going to be interest from both sides. Um, You know, the thing is, can you get it done? Are you going to have the money to go and do it? Um, You know, you would think since they did pull this trigger so fast that they do have a plan um, and that there is enough money to go out and land someone big because I don't think they would have done that without thinking that they could do it. But at the end of the day, there's going to be a lot of people that want Link Jarrett this year. There's a lot of openings in college baseball. Um, You're going to have to dish out some, some money to get him to come back here, I think.
0: Yeah, and, you know, there are positives, obviously, for for Link to come back and, and some reasons that would draw him to Florida State. One, he was born in Tallahassee, went to Florida High, and was a Seminole himself, right? He played in the infield and was a teammate of Mike Martin Jr.'s 4'11". Um, his family, I believe, still he's still his family who lives in the Tallahassee area. Florida State's a better job than Notre Dame, and that's – I don't think that that's biased. I think when you look at uh, just the the recruiting area that you have in the Southeast and Florida specifically, the weather, being able to play year round um, outdoors, the fan base, obviously um, a big difference and the expectations and the culture. And uh, you have to give Link a lot of credit for what he's done at Notre Dame. I have no doubt in my mind that he has loved his time there. Um, and I'm sure they've made him feel like a priority and his family like a priority, but Notre Dame and Florida State aren't comparable, not historically, um, really not in terms of uh, culture, like I just mentioned, fan culture, and and you're in the South playing baseball, and it's different. So I think Link, there are a lot of reasons. Now, reasons as to why you might not get Link, obviously money comes into play, right? What can you offer him facilities-wise? What has Notre Dame promised Link in terms of development, and what can Florida State promise and actually make good on I think those are big deals. Um, and, and you know, you, you've got to figure out if Link is ready to make a move after a couple years um, because he's only been at Notre Dame a short amount of time, too. Uh, but, yeah, I think he's target number one. Do you agree? Yeah, that's yeah, 100%. That's numero uno. Yeah. A That's probably your A, B, and C choice. Now, if you have to get to a D choice, um, other names that we've talked about, and, and guys, these, we're just – at this point, we're going to start guessing because, really um, – it's anyone's game uh, after Link if you can't pull them, um, James Ramsey's is a name if you want a young coach, uh, associate head coach at Georgia Tech, former Knoll, and he's done a great job. Um, guys who were mentioned the last time around, Jeff Johnson from Chipola, if you want to go into the uh, community college ranks and the JUCO ranks to get somebody. Doug McCavich, Pedro Grafol were guys who were candidates um, when 11 stepped down. And then you've got, you know, your guys like Chris Hart, who's an assistant coach at NC State, former Seminole. Uh, Greg Lovelady, the coach at UCF, who's done a phenomenal job. He's a in-Florida guy that, you know, if, if you want someone that's not a Florida State guy specifically but fits your geographic region, Lovelady's done a really nice job. Some names that are like maybe just wishful thinking, Eric Backich at Michigan, Cliff Godwin. I don't know how realistic those are. I mean, those guys – don't really have a whole lot of ties to Florida State, but you would be getting incredible coaches in the college game right now. Um, and you know, Chris Pollard's another name at Duke that I've I've been really impressed with. I wonder what Eduardo Perez is doing these days. You know, he's Sunday Night Baseball's commentator, but uh, he was in the he was in the mix to be the Mets manager um, a couple years back. So maybe he's interested in coaching his alma mater. But uh, did I mention Doug McEvich? I think he was he was one of the names that was mentioned after 11 retired. So yeah. I think those are a handful right now. Brett, have, have mm. any other come to mind, or what are your thoughts on some of those names?
1: No, I think you covered, I mean, everyone that, that we we could think of just to start off, you know, right after what an hour after it's happened. Um, you know, I've always, I'm a fan of Rammer a lot. Uh, what he's done with, with GT's hitters there and, and what he provides their team emotionally and, um, you know, the way that GT moves around the field, the way they do things, there's a very professional feel to it. And, you know, their players always look like they're having a bunch of fun and, you know, they, they really respect Rammer and the things that he tells them, I think, in, in their hitting approach. Um, you know, obviously those, those two names, Backage and Godwin, like you mentioned, I think those are on, those are on everyone's dream, you know, wish list when it comes to, you know, a baseball opening. Those guys just do such a good job with the programs they're at and, um... You know, those are just really, you know, best case scenario, um, something crazy happens. But, um, yeah, Ramer's always been a guy for me. Um, you know, there's, I'm sure there's a couple other candidates out there that we can't think of right now, but, um, you know, we'll just have to wait and see when, how this thing develops.
0: Brett, do you think Florida State right now is still a premier baseball job for someone to come down and try and revitalize?
1: I think it, it has to be just based on geography and and brand and, and, and what this program has been in the past. I mean, it's shown that it can get to an elite level. It hasn't shown yet that it can be a champion, but obviously I think that ceiling is there. I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to get a ton of talented kids in here every year just because of where you are and how many kids grew up watching Florida State, loving Florida State. Um, you know, that, that's just that that's always going to be a part of this program. And, um, you know, the facilities are behind right now and, you know, the success in, in recent, recent years hasn't been great, but, um, there's no doubt in my mind that this is still, you know, this job opens, I think it catches a lot of coaches eyes across the country. Most coaches eyes across the country, I think
0: for sure. All right. Well, I mean, Brett, I think that's all I got for, for this pod. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to add. Obviously, you know, as this develops, we can hop on here a couple more times and and monitor the the coaching search.
1: Yeah, I would just add, I mean, part of the human element to this, you know, Florida State's commits for this year's class move in tomorrow on Saturday, move into campus. Um, It'd be tough for some of those kids. I do think in the long run, it would be, you know, it's it's always tough to keep assistant coaches that are here um, when things go down, when, you know, a head coach gets fired. But you know, it would be – I just think it would be really smart for Florida State to keep Mike Metcalf with the, re, with the recruiting classes that he's built down the road. And, um, you know, he's a guy that's proven in, in MLB ranks, and I think he's proven himself recruiting these classes. Um, you know, I know they haven't really gotten here, many of his guys, but um, there's really good talent that's coming if he stays, and those guys might not stay if, if he, you know, has to move on as well. But, um, you know, I, I – I still think one of the best things meat did when he got here was build the staff that he did. And I really, you know, really think highly of all those guys, Um, you know, always hear really good things about Andrew Amaro. You know, I know the pitching staff didn't go exactly like belly wanted it this year, but um, you know, I also think belly has some more to prove. And there's cases for belly that have shown here at Florida state, how good he is at at developing some kids too. So, um, you know, just wish those guys the best if, if they're not able to come back here too.
0: They better keep Big Shooter around. Whoever the next guy is has got to keep Chip Baker around. That is a, that's a staple of this program. He lives at Hauser, in my opinion. He's not leaving. Like uh, the Wolf of Wall Street, I'm not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Well, right. He's that's, got that's,
1: his 2,000 wins at least.
0: He does have his 2,000 wins, and he's always got a guy. So, uh, All right, man. Well, that's where we'll leave it off for this one. I hope you guys found it informative. Uh, if you could, give us five stars um, on Apple, that would be really helpful for us and, and to grow this podcast and appreciate you guys listening as always. And thanks to uh, Brendan Sinone, by the way, as well, uh, for, uh, putting this on, on the bench and, and that podcast, uh, group of, of, uh, streams because that's helped us out a lot too. So I want to say, uh, thank you guys again. And, uh, we'll talk to you soon. There's a lot of things coming up here in the next couple of weeks, maybe a press conference or something too. And uh, hopefully we'll have the new head coach on this podcast as well. Uh, in the coming weeks. But for Brett Amaria, this was Sunday Golds.